0: Chapter 39. Yasmani stumbled into the cafeteria a few minutes before noon, barely awake. He could only open one eye at a time and only a thin little crack before switching to the other or closing them both for a second. He was barefoot and still in the heat tank top and pajama bottoms. He rubbed his face with his hand as he approached us. The room had filled up with the lunch crowd of doctors and hospital staff and families of patients and could you could feel eyes locking on Yasmani, not that he noticed. Good morning, Yasmani, we all said from our seats on the cloak. Aventura turned around and bubbled with his surprise. Yasmani's here too? I mean, is there anyone for, from Kuleko not here? Mizriel swooped in, enveloping Yasmani in a hug, covering the top of his head with kisses that made him laugh sleepily and say, Stop! Mizriel then guided him toward the lunch buffet. While the rest of us worked, Yasmani ate a heap of empanadas and drank a bucket sized chocolate milk at the table where Dadaist was sketching us. Yasmani didn't have much to say. One Gabby Dad or other would occasionally mess with him, cracking a joke about his old man jammies, or taking the long cut the long way to cut out a new loop so that they could pass by and try to noogie him. Yasmani would laugh and insult them back in a low, shy voice and slap away any noogie attempts, promising them big payback later. But mostly, he just seemed quietly glad to be here. I got the feeling that Yasmini didn't have a life where he could wake up slowly, eat slowly, drink slowly, and just enjoy hanging out. Every once in a while, he'd turn his head suddenly and look over his shoulder as if he kept expecting something to happen, or someone to happen. And every time he didn't see anyone coming for him, he relaxed a little more. After a while, he came over and crouched next to me. I need your phone, chacho. Why? My mom bricked my phone last night. I need to make a call. I held out my phone. To your mom? He looked at me like a roach was crawling out of my nose. Oh, you sandwich? I ain't never calling her again. I need to talk to Principal Torres. Unlock it. I typed in my passcode and he went off with it to sit next to Gabby and make his call. Gabby, who hadn't even realized he was here until now, took her earbuds took out her earbuds and greeted him. When Yasmini made his call, they both talked to Principal Torres. After the call was over, Yasmini walked the phone back to me. Thank you, he said, his voice a little thick and formal. I don't think he was very used to saying those words. You're welcome, I replied, also thick and formal. You gonna be okay? He very kindly didn't notice me wiping my eyes. Gonna try, Chacho, gonna try. Suddenly, I didn't care how big a sandwich it made me. I launched myself at him, and hugged him. And holy moly, Yasmani had abs like a brick wall. I mean, seriously. It was like hugging a crustacean. Dude had an exoskeleton. Really glad we never ended up fighting. Three seconds later, he hugged back. Three seconds is about how long it takes for a machismo kakaseka to wear off, and he definitely could have used more practice hugging people. Like, even Dad the Final Frontier could have given him pointers. But he tried. He patted my back and said, Okay, chacho, you're a good little dude. Okay, okay. He went back over to Gabby, who'd already t- returned to writing our script. But when he sat down, he pulled, she pulled a bud out of her ear and stuck it in his. His head moved just an itty-bitty bit to the beat of the music, just like Gabby's was. Maybe an hour later, four people entered the cafeteria. I knew two of them, Principal Torres and Carrie Dad. One of the others was a police officer, and the other, well, he had on a knit vest over a shirt and tie. There are only two kinds of people who would wear a knit vest over a shirt and tie in Miami weather. One was an earnest teacher with great fashion sense, like Daniel Miranda Rivero. The other was a social worker. Principal Torres waved to Yasmani. He brightened when he saw her and nodded, then whacked Gabby's arm. She pulled the earbuds out of both ears. They spoke. Then Gabby hugged him and proceeded to bonk him on the head four times as she delivered a bunch of orders, pointing a serious finger at him. He just nodded, laughed at her, and cracked some kind of joke that made her laugh. Then he jogged over to Principal Torres, and maybe, encouraged by all the practice Gabby and I had given him, he hugged her. Ms. Real walked over to consult with Carrie Dad, the police officer and best man. Principal Torres crouched and talked to Yasmani eye to eye. He did a better job of listening than I had ever seen him do. Then Principal Torres guided Yasmani to Ms. Real and the other adults standing there, and they all talked softly for a while. Some of the diners were staring. That happens whenever a policeman is in the room, I know, but I still wish they would mind their own business. After a little bit, Ms. Riel and Carrie Dad joined us around the cloak, and Principal Torres and Yasmani came over to talk to us. Well, said Principal Torres, I'm going to take Yasmani off your hands now. His aunt is making lunch for us even as we speak. But you're coming too, right? said Yasmani, looking at no one. You bet I am. I'm going to sit right next to you until you finish the paper on diabetes you owe me. Oh man, Yasmani said sleepily. I'll do it tomorrow. You'll do it today, Gabby yelled from across the cafeteria. Anyway, said, said Principal Torres. You have something to say, Yasmani? Thank you, everybody, said Yasmani. You're welcome, Yasmani, everybody said back, and then we all burst out laughing. And thank you from me too, said Principal Torres. Yasmani is lucky to have so many people caring for him. You are all such wonderful people. Principal Torres was looking at me for that last sentence. Not gonna lie, I blushed. She waved goodbye and Yasmini waved goodbye and the policeman and vest man waved goodbye and we waved goodbye back and they turned to leave. But Yasmini broke off from Principal Torres and crouched next to me. Hey, yeah, um, do you know where Nurse Sotolongo is? I want to say thank you and goodbye. I gave him the, oh, too bad, shrug. Sorry, man, her shift ended at 10. She's home and asleep. She won't be back until the night shift tonight. Yasmini popped to his feet. Why didn't you wake me, man? Now I missed my chance to be a gentleman to her. My, my dream someday is to be that deep guy who always says the right thing to everybody. I have my beard planned out and everything. So I stood slowly and my voice dripping with wisdom, clapped a hand on his shoulder and said, being patient is the most important part of being a gentleman you are a submarine sandwich he said and walked out of the cafeteria as he and the adults with him left gabby came up behind me i've got good news and bad news i turned to her what's the bad news my little brother is sick and yasmani isn't going to his own home and the world is full of horrible things happening but she was smiling and waggling her eyebrows so okay so what's the good news my brother's stable, and Yasmani has a whole bunch of people, including my family helping him, and I finished the script. It's pretty good if I do say so myself. I gave her a kakaseka smirk and took her tablet out of her hands and read the script right where I stood. She was wrong. Her script wasn't pretty good. It was freaking amazing.